0: My entitled teacher insults my cousin, so I destroy his career in front of my classmates bear with me. There's a lot of backstory here. This is over a decade ago, so some details are foggy. I went to a small rural high school where they had the smartest kids get sent to a different building their junior and senior year to take college courses. My junior year, the woman in charge of us in a distant learning center had been teaching at our school district for 15 plus years. She knew us, our families, taught in multiple grades, and coached about three-fourths of us in track and tennis. Keep in mind, our entire student body K-12 through wouldn't have broken 500 kids if we even padded the numbers with voluntary pre-k and ged students she knew us our antics and generally trusted us to get our work done she made sure she actually watched our class and didn't get into a bind on our assignments outside of that as long as we were doing something productive and had our main stuff done our time was ours and to use it as we see fit In my case, it was mostly spent playing guitar and reading up on playbooks for whatever athletic competition I had that week. I was an academically good, but insufferably lazy student. Summer passes, first day of senior year comes around. The teacher we all adored had moved away. Her husband had got a job elsewhere that paid big money. In her place was some tall redheaded jerk none of us had ever seen before. Turns out he was the new head coach for girls basketball and our new distant learning supervisor. Our college courses didn't star for a couple of weeks so he spent the entire first day pontificating on how lucky we were all to have him since he had spent the last 10 years at the university world and knew how it worked and how he would make sure that we weren't just slacking off because we were seniors the fact that he went from university to high school should have been red flags to people that hired him whatever A couple weeks go by and this coach, we'll call him Bob, makes us do pointless practice assignments like writing a paper on respect in APA format or researching new cars for his wife while citing our resources, all under the guise of making sure we are prepared. The students all politely informed him that these courses were all through a community college and were genuinely no more difficult than an AP high school class, except for the STEM courses. Fast forward two weeks and courses start. Finally, we thought. Bob's antics throughout the year would have been bearable had he not made a habit of insulting students who did something that wasn't to his liking or held a political view contrary to the university's culture he came from which was all of us he went to demanding that we submit all assignments to him before our actual professors which he then did not go through quickly causing a great many of us to lose points for late assignments we started ignoring this and sending him a copy at the same time we submitted the assignment he would also tell us that we were in no way mature enough for this kind of learning. We all had to maintain the institution GPA of a 3.0 or better to stay in the program. We all averaged about a 3.8. And if it was up to him, he'd take our entitled butts back over to the main building for real classes. The straw that broke the camel's back came at the end of the fall semester. We'd all taken our finals, passed, and we were looking forward to a few easy weeks. Bob came in that morning in a worse mood than usual. I found out years later that this was the day his divorce proceedings began, and he started berating one of the girls for how she was dressed. She ignored him, as did the rest of us. We were all just trying to make it through to the end of the semester. Bob then began one of his speeches about how terrible and entitled we all were. No one was paying attention which made him even more angry. But he knew he couldn't really punish us for anything. So he zeroed in on this one kid who had been placed in the classroom for remedial learning as it was quiet and a consistent environment. He was the one student in the room actually working on something. The convo below is paraphrased as it was 10 years ago. So student, what are you doing? Somewhat rudely. I'm trying to study for my test coming up so I don't get held back. For what? So you can eventually go flip burgers at the Dairy Queen? This student makes a six-figure income as a welder now. Please, you're not going to get it done anyways, so have some respect and pay attention when an adult is speaking that's when I had enough. That student just so happened to be my cousin. I was intimately familiar with his academics and personal struggles, and knew how hard he was working to straighten up. Our family is a rather well-known and affluent one in our community, and student was cruelly regarded as a screw-up by some folks outside of our family, despite his overwhelmingly kind disposition. Now, this move in crapstick was insulting one of the most valuable members of the class and my family. It was time to hurt this guy in the worst way I could think of without hurting myself too badly or getting arrested. You see, my mother had been teaching for 25 years in the district at that point, And my stepfather is a retired guidance counselor, so I knew the rules. I'd previously refrained from honestly discussing his conduct with my parents because Bob's daughter had actually become part of our friend circle, and I knew how hard life would be on her if her dad lost his job, as his reputation made her life hard enough. The college course kids also did theater and athletics together, so she was a part of our life. Again, it was a tiny school. Half of the varsity offensive line was part of the district-winning production of Flowers of Algernon, and, and our star running back was also a regional qualifier in robotics. But she was graduating with the rest of us and going to school out of state, so collateral damage would be minimal. Knowing what would happen next, I casually remarked, Coach Bob, it seems to me that if you knew half as much about basketball as you think you know about student, you'd probably still have your job at the university. Or you would have gotten your contract renewed for another year at the last school board meeting. Where will you go after this school year ends? The room went dead quiet. That info wasn't in the newspaper yet. Bob's face turned an absolute vibrant shade of red. His voice shaking, he tells me, outside, now. I calmly set down my books and step into the foyer of the building. Bob followed me out, closed the door, and proceeded to scream every insult and cuss word he could think of in my face for at least four straight minutes. I was the most smug, lazy, entitled little brat he had ever seen, apparently. I may have been able to pull the wool over the eyes of my pastor every other teacher, his daughter, and all my coaches, who were constantly irritated with me being so lazy. But goddammit, I couldn't fool him. I was never going anywhere in life, and I was going to ride my family's name like a parasite. To be honest, his lung capacity was pretty impressive. I don't think he took a single breath for the entirety of his rant. Once he stopped to catch his breath, I asked, Coach Bob, may I go back to reading now? Bob screamed. No, your butt is going straight to Principal Munch. And I will write down exactly what you said and you will sign the damn thing. Do you understand? Yes, sir. I'd be happy to sign it. Bob gave me a questioning gaze. Actually, I'd be happy to go down to Principal Munch. I need to ask him for a letter of recommendation for a scholarship, and of course, he will ask me what led me to saying something so disrespectful. Of course, I can't lie to him, and then I'll have to mention our little chat here. By this point, the teacher in the other classroom, who I also happen to be related to, came outside to see what the commotion was and heard at least the tail end of his glorious speech. She was about to say something, but I turned and gave her a smile and wink. I had this in the bag. 18-year-old me was riding high. Bob sent me back into the distant learning room and followed me in. I stood by the door awaiting my office referral. A minute went by and it never came. Sit down, Jones. Coach Bob, I believe classroom insubordination requires an office referral. If that's the way you wanna go. Bob's voice started to raise, but at this point he understood the situation. He wrote up the office referral and I walked happily down to the admin office. The principal was surprised to see me, even more surprised that I was sent on a disciplinary action. I told him what happened and I got detention for one day as punishment for open disrespect of a teacher, which I kind of deserved, and I got a thank you for my honesty. The next two weeks were heavenly. Bob barely spoke a word and spent most of his time glaring at me or looking for job lists. At the start of the spring semester, he wasn't in distant learning. In fact, he was nowhere to be seen. Turned out he had accepted a last-minute opportunity somewhere else before the Christmas break and had to move there in time for the spring practices to start. What a coincidence. I found out years later that Bob was soon let go from his next coaching job and he had gotten divorced. Other faculty had apparently repeatedly complained about his conduct, and he was on incredibly thin ice long before my little stunt. Honestly, I feel kind of sorry for the guy after I'm writing this memory down, but let me know. Am I the jerk? Man, I hated teachers like this. I've had my fair share of bad teachers, especially when I was younger and they thought I was a troublemaker. Turns out I just had dyslexia and was having trouble learning at the same pace as my classmates. But I actually had a substitute teacher that was very similar to Coach Bob. He was actually this black gentleman who always wore doctor's hairnets on his shoes for some reason. To this day, I still don't understand why. Well, one day while he was subbing for my math teacher, he asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. I told him that I wanted to make films and he straight up laughed in my face and said, that's not going to happen. And he also mentioned that his brother tried to do this and failed. But to this day, I still think it's one of the worst things a teacher can do is to tell a student that they won't amount to anything. But if I ever win an Oscar, you can bet my speech will include something about this substitute teacher. But to be honest, I don't even know if he's still alive. You don't want me to leave until this bathroom is spotless? You got it, boss. During my time working at a grocery store, I went through multiple managers. Some were good and I got along with them and others not so much. The manager of this story wasn't the worst I've had, but I can definitely say that she was the most annoying to deal with. She was one of those types that went, I don't know your duties all that well, but I'm micromanaging you and you have to do things my way and got angry if we didn't do things her way even if her way wasn't the most efficient. Around the time she started as a manager, a new store policy was being implemented about cleaning the small public bathroom in the back of the store every two hours. Honestly, I was not against that as the public bathroom was only a single toilet and sink. A quick mop and spray wouldn't take too long anyway, and cleanliness was made all that more important when COVID first started. Unfortunately, my manager's micromanaging came into play even here. Basically, if the place wasn't clean enough to eat off of, it wasn't clean according to her. Yes, somehow she expected that level of cleanliness every two hours whilst all of us are busy with our own work. It didn't help that occasionally there were doodles and other such things on the walls that were hard to get off, if not impossible, with just the normal cleaning supplies. I even remember that one time some guy used spray paint to do some graffiti in there. Anyways, One day, it's my turn to clean the bathroom. At the time, it was considerably busy due to the lack of cashiers that day. As I was often used as a backup cashier at that point, I didn't have time to do such a deep clean like my manager wanted at the first two hour mark. A bit later, my manager apparently must have saw the bathroom herself and decided to pull me away to berate me. The following is an abridged version of what she said. Why didn't you clean the bathroom? You were supposed to do it earlier. I did, but I didn't have time to deep clean everything. I had to help some customers at the cash register. There are some things that I can't clean in there anyways. No excuses. You're not full on cashier anyways. Go back and clean again. And do it right this time. I want it to be spotless. Don't leave until you're done. Aye, aye, ma'am. And now it's finally time for the malicious compliance. As I mentioned earlier, sometimes there were things on the walls that just would not come off with regular cleaning materials we had on hand. Hence why we usually had a cleaning company do such deep cleans at night. This naturally resulted in not being able to leave as I had no way to clean these things myself. So I just did my best to clean what I could and then I just sat on the toilet doing stuff on my phone. I had nothing else to do after all and nowhere to go. Of course, I wasn't mean-spirited enough to make customers' bladders suffer for my compliance, so I did exit the bathroom when somebody needed to use it, but I went back in afterwards. All in all, I didn't do much for the next five hours or so. I got paid for sitting around on my phone and occasionally cleaning. Hooray for having a charger on hand. The fallout outside the bathroom, however, was much more eventful. Turns out that a bit after I was sentenced to being in the bathroom jail cell, one of the cashiers ended up clocking out for the day and another cashier had called out sick. That just left one cashier, technically two, but one has to run the self-checkout and my manager to deal with the horde of customers waiting to check out during one of the busiest days of the week. As I expected, I was called over the loudspeaker multiple times to come help from that manager of all people. But I'm like, you ordered me to stay in here, so I'm staying in here, and I didn't respond to those calls. It didn't help that I knew she would call because she didn't want to do cashier work. Eventually, that other cashier also ended up having to clock out for the day. So normally me and the other one who called out sick would be at the cash registers. My manager had to do this mostly by herself. Unfortunately, I couldn't see this in real time as I was in the back. But I do hope that she had to suffer a bit from angry, rude, and or entitled customers. I ended up leaving my prison a bit after 8 p.m. which was after she had left for the night. I hadn't had my lunch break after all, and I actually felt like helping after she was gone. During my next shift with her in charge, I got pulled into the office by her and sat down with another manager. I suppose as a witness or something. Once again, the below is an abridged version. Where were you that day? You didn't respond to any of my calls and nobody could find you. You must have left the store. I was simply following orders. Your orders, I might add. What are you talking about? You told me that I couldn't leave the bathroom until I made sure it was spotless. Well, it shouldn't have taken you that long. I did tell you that there was stuff I couldn't clean with the supplies on hand, but you insisted. You even said you would fire me if I didn't do it. Okay, that last part was a lie, but I made it up to get the other manager in the room on my side. But it also had the unintended effect of getting the micromanager manager to nearly lunge at me and she started full on yelling at my face. Despite willingly taking part in trying to piss her off with my malicious compliance, I still had some anxiety issues and they kicked in during this time. That was enough for the other manager to step in and stop this. In the end, I was just told that I could go back to my normal duties and I didn't have to keep the bathroom that clean. Unfortunately, my micromanaging manager didn't seem to get much more than a slap on the wrist. To be fair, it made sense as she didn't do much else besides yell at me and there was no physical altercation. But even then, I managed to have some fun before I left that job, for unrelated reasons, by simply watching her frustrated face knowing that she couldn't micromanage me as much anymore. But let me know, am I the jerk? You gotta love petty malicious compliance acts every once in a while, especially if you know nothing's going to happen to the manager. At one of my old jobs, I used to have to work with the bakery manager once or twice a week during closing, and he was really the only manager that preached the one team method. For those of you that don't know this it is a term used in retail and for my particular workplace this meant that no one goes home until the whole store was done meaning if i worked in electronics and i finished my area i had to jump over to clothing to help them finish their stuff now i didn't have a problem with this whole thing because i had friends in other departments that i wanted to help or chat with anyways but my issue with one team came about when the bakery department got to leave right at closing. You know, the department that was run by the manager making us stay late. What made it worse was that we would sometimes help out bakery when they were swamped, but they would never return the favor. Again, I didn't really care because the bakery ladies were cool, but the whole situation was stupid when the manager preached no one leaves until the store is done. So I fought him on this many times. We even got in each other's faces at one point. I've never been scared to speak my mind when it comes to the workplace. But I wasn't the only person that was annoyed by this whole thing. So what we ended up doing on the nights that we worked with him was started yelling one team every time we saw him. He wouldn't say anything, but you could tell that he was annoyed. The one team thing didn't last much longer after that, if I recall correctly. I'd like to think that it was because of us, but more than likely it was because we were just costing the company money by staying later than we needed to. I manipulated a customer into feeling bad for me after she was rude to me. The title sounds worse than it actually is, but still, it was my first day at work. I was working at a large chain restaurant in the pre-order area. I had the misfortune of having the first day beyond Saturday in the middle of a huge sale. Normally, customers have to wait in line to get their code scanned so the workers can go to the back and get their order out. And if a customer wants to add additional food to their order, they don't have to wait in line again. A bunch of people were coming up to me and I was getting really stressed out. This one older lady came and asked if she could add more food to her order. I told her that she would have to wait in line as she hadn't given her code for that order yet. Another lady who had been helping me asked if she could add more food to her order. I took her order down, and the lady who I initially sent away saw this and asked, why did you scan her order and not mine? She then started saying stuff like, whatever, I guess it doesn't matter, I guess I don't matter. I cut her off and said, I'm really sorry, it's my first day working here. She seemed to slow her roll, and I got her information. When I brought her food out, she said, I'm sorry if I was rude to you. I smiled and nodded and said... It's okay, ma'am. I was going to stop it there. I could have just let it go, but I was angry in that moment. I went on and said, It was never my intention to make you feel bad. Since it's my first day, they didn't want me taking too many customers, and I had already been helping that other woman, so that's why I helped her and not you initially. I made my voice crack at the end, and this lady was about to open her mouth to say something, but I rushed to the back before she could say anything. Yes, I know it's petty, I should have just been happy with her apology, but I feel like she needed to understand why it's not okay to be rude to people just because something looks a certain way. She needed to realize that she shouldn't be taking things personally, especially when she doesn't even know the person. The way she was talking was like a high school girl who found out that her crush just got a girlfriend. Like, ma'am, you're literally in your late 50s, maybe 60s. When you're that age, you should be mature enough not to take petty little things so personally. So yes, I laid it on, thick initially she just thought that I'm a new worker that made a mistake but then I showed her that I genuinely did nothing wrong and she just overreacted but at the same time it's quite literally the truth I wasn't lying about what happened but one thing is certain I guarantee that she's never going to be so rude to anyone else again so I'm a hero god damn At first, I was on the side of the OP while reading this story, but by the end of it, I kinda disliked the OP more than I disliked the rude customer. I'm all for calling out people for their bad behavior, but if you gotta be on a high horse or think you are superior because you called out someone, you're just as bad. It's like those people on Reddit that love to call out Karens, but when you read their stories it's like they themselves are Karens? I don't know, maybe it's just me. But I can't trust anyone who calls themselves the hero in a story. That's it for today's video. If you want to make sure you don't miss out on any content, hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit that bell to turn on notifications. If you want to finish listening to all those stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you're someone who live streams and needs copyright-free music, check out the Cream of the Crop music by searching Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you choose. Remember, it's free.